Islam. I rise giving perfect praise. Islam, Sheikh, I rise giving perfect praise to Allah and honest to the Prophet, Drew Ali, honest to the forefathers and foremothers, and honest to the Asiatic nations and the Muslims all over the world. Uh, salvation, Allah, unity, the Morris Science Temple of America, the Divine Constitution and Bylaws, Act 1, the Grand Sheik and the Chairman of the Morris Science Temple of America is empowered to make law and enforce law with the assistance of the Prophet and the Grand Body of the Morris Science Temple of America. The Assistant Grand Sheik is to assist the Grand Sheik in all affairs if he lives according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, and it is known before the members of the Morris Science Temple of America. Act 2, all meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Friday is our holy day of rest because on a Friday, the first man was formed in flesh and on a Friday, the first man departed out of flesh and ascended unto his father, God, Allah. For that, for that cause, Friday is the holy day for all Muslims all over the world. Act three, love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice must be proclaimed and practiced by all members of the Morris Science Temple of America. No member is to put in danger or accuse falsely his brother or sister on any occasion at all that may harm his brother or sister because Allah is love. Act 4. All members must preserve these holy and divine laws, and all members must obey the laws of the government, because by being a Moorish American, you are part and partial of the government and must live a life accordingly. Act 5. This organization of the Moorish Science Temple of America is not to cause any confusion or to overthrow the laws and constitution of the said government, but to obey hereby. Act 6. With us, all members must proclaim their nationality, and we are teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are part and partial of this said government and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people, or Ethiopians, because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained noble Juali, the prophet to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites, whom inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act 7. All members must promptly attend their meetings and become part and partial of all uplifting acts of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Then you are entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Juali, through the guidance of his father, God Allah. Noble Juali, founder, Moorish American prayer, Allah, the father of the universe, the father of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Allah is my protector, my guide, and my salvation by night and by day, through his holy prophet, Juali. More Science Temple of America, Home Office, a noble Juali, Home Office, Chicago, Illinois, USA. Islam, Islamism. Happy Holy Day, Muslims. All right. Gratitude, brother. Happy Holy Day. Uh, brother Cole Bay, would you please read the writs? Islam Grand Sheikh and gratitude Secretary. I rise and give perfect praise to our great God Allah. Rise and give honor to our prophet Noble Ju Ali. 
Rise give honors to the forerunner, Marcus Messiah Garvey, the harbinger. Rise give honors to all Muslims on the call and on the planet. To the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America, Islam, this instruction from your prophet, Noble Jew Ali, be faithful unto your forefather divine and national creed, that you will be blessed for your good deeds that you sow in the flesh. Allah is the one that judges the world, and his, ju- his judgment is on now, but the weak can comprehend it not. The end of times are drawing near. So says Allah to his divine prophet, I, Noble Juali, and that is why many hearts have turned to stone. Many have eyes to see, but cannot see, ears to hear, but cannot hear. Least they'll be confounded of their sins. These are the trying hours now, dear Moors, and every evil spirit is moving, and they are trying every weak mind to overthrow and drag out the true foundation that has been laid and to cause confusion in the minds of the ones that do believe. But if you have the true love of Allah and the spirit of your forefathers, you fear not what you hear or see, but will sacrifice the utmost of your very life to protect your movement and your profit. Watch your enemies, dear Moors. Your enemies are the ones that speak against your prophet and ridicule him to the very lowest, and the ones that speak against your divine and national principles of your temples. Act accordingly. And Allah will bless you for your good work. Peace, your divine prophet, Noble Jew Ali. To be proclaimed in every meeting, Islam. I am glad to know I have a few faithful Moors among you all, and I desire for them to know the truth and the divine truth. There's a host of jealousy about me and the movement now by the same people of our side of the nation that claimed that I was a joke and unreal. But now since they found out from the government officials and the nations of the earth that it is the only sole foundation that all Ajax must depend upon for their earthly salvation as American citizens, they are working every scheme that they can to disqualify me so they may take charge of the situation. I have notified all these things to you long ago in the past. It is through the faithful Moors that attribute to the movement and uplifting funds, the ones that pay the divine respects to me and the movement will be remembered. That is why I'm calling upon all faithful Moors to increase their faithfulness to me, your prophet, and your divine Moorish movement. I need finance, and I need it badly. Never before have I needed finances so badly as I do at present, so I can shove aside the discord that is facing the nation. It all comes through jealousy because of my fame and nobility. The nations of the world will not recognize the movement without I, the prophet, being head. It has been proven by my works, which I have performed in the past few years. Prophet, Noble Jew Ali. Prophet warns all mountains to be read in every meeting. I hereby inform all members they must end all radical speeches while at work in their homes and on the streets. We are for peace and not destruction. Stop flashing your cards at Europeans. It causes confusion. Remember, your card is for your salvation. Failure to obey these orders will be a severe consequence. We are for love, truth, peace, freedom. And when these principles are violated, justice must then take its course. Any member or group of members who hold malicious feelings towards the temple or the prophet or violate the divine covenant of the Moorish movement will receive their rewards from Allah for their unjust deeds. 
All true Moors will and must obey the law laid down to them by their prophet. If they lose confidence in their prophet, they should turn in their card and button, cease wearing their turban and feds, and return to the state where I, the prophet, found you. This is a holy and divine movement founded by the prophet Noble Juali. And the prophet is not right. The temple is not right. The prophet, therefore, is sending out a divine plea to all Moorish Americans. They do their part in protecting the prophet and the temple. This is an everlasting movement founded by the prophet Nubuju Ali through the will of Allah to redeem his people from their sinful ways. Peace. Nubuju Ali. Islam. Islam. Islamism. Happy Holy Day, Muslims. All right, gratitude, Brother Kobe. Uh, Sister Lashea, would you please read our additional laws? Islam, I rise and give all perfect praise to the great Father God Allah, honors to the Holy Prophet, Noble Drew Ali, honors to the forerunner, Marcus Messiah Garvey, honors to all Muslims on the call, and honors to everything that is Moorish, Prestonary, and additional laws for Moorish Americans by the Prophet Nobajwali. Act 1. Grand Sheiks and Governors and Heads of All Temple, All Business, each said temple must be approved by the Prophet Nobajwali. Before acting upon by any members, let it be finance, property, or any line of life that will cause the members to sacrifice finance, ETC, that will cause the support of any group of members. Any former officer that violates these laws is subject to be removed from his office under a heavy restriction, ETC, by the prophet or the grand sheet. Act two, all members are to attend their ADEP meeting and their public meetings promptly. If a member is found standing around on their meeting period shall be fined 50 cents on the first case and on the second he will be fined $1, which will go on your emergency fund. If member is working, his monthly dues must be paid. And if he has money in the bank, he must subscribe for it as much as he is able to the Moorish Uplifting Fund because it takes finance to uplift the nation. Act three, it is the lawful and divine duty of every good member if he is able in finance to aid me in saving the nation. And if he does not, he is an enemy to the cause of uplifting his own people and justice must catch you. Let it be he or she and I will have to enforce the law in order to save the nation. Act four, all members while up making a public speech must not use any assertion against the American flag or speak radical against the church or any member of any organized group because we are to teach love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Act five, all members must promptly attend their meetings and send their children to Sunday school. And the teacher must confirm himself to the questionnaire and let every member exercise his five senses who is able to do so. Because from out of your Sunday school comes the guiders of the nation. Act six, with us, all members must proclaim their nationality and we're teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are a part and parcel of this said government and know that they are not Negroes, color folks, black people, or Ethiopians. Because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779, 
and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained noble Juali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites who inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act seven, all members must promptly attend their meetings and become a part and a parcel of all uplifting acts of the Moorish Science Temple. Members must pay their dues and keep in mind with all necessities of the Moorish Science Temple. Then you're entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and mind pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Juali, through the guidance of his father God, Allah. Islamism, happy holy day, Muslim. All right, gratitude, sister. Happy holy day. Brother Seymour Bay, would you please read the divine warning? Islam, Grand Sheikh. First, I rise and give praise to the Most High, our Father God, Allah. I give honors to our holy prophet, noble Drew Ali, for bringing us our divine creed and nationality. I give honors to the forerunner to the prophet, our brother Marcus Garvey, for paving the way. I give honors to all the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America, and I extend honors to all you faithful Muslims on the call tonight. Peace and blessings. A divine warning by the prophet for the nations. The citizens of all free national governments, according to their national constitution, are all of one family bearing one free national name. Those who fail to recognize the free national name of their constitutional government are classed as undesirables and are subject to all inferior names and abuses and mistreatments that the citizens care to bestow upon them and it is a sin for any group of people to violate the national constitutional laws of a free national government and cling to the names and the principles that dilute to slavery. I, the prophet, was prepared by the great God Allah to warn my people to repent from their sinful ways and go back to that state of mind to their forefathers' divine and national principles, that they will be law abiders and receive their divine right as citizens according to the free national constitution that was prepared for all free national beings. They are to claim their own free national name and religion. There is but one issue for them to be recognized by this government and of the earth, and it comes only through the connection of the Moorish divine national movement, which is incorporated in this government and recognized by all other nations of the mm -hmm. world. And through it, they and their children can receive their divine rights unmolested by other citizens that they can cast a free national ballot at the polls under the free national constitution of the state's government and not under a granted privilege as has been the existing condition for many generations. You who doubt whether I, the prophet, and my principles are right for the redemption of my people, go to those at no law in the city hall and among the officials in your government and ask them under an intelligent tone and they will be glad to render you a favorable reply for they're glad to see me bring you out of darkness into light. Money doesn't make the man. It is the free national standards and power that makes a man and a nation. The wealth of all national governments, gold and silver and commerce, belong to the citizens alone. 
and without your national citizenship by name and principles, you have no true wealth. And I'm hereby calling on all true citizens that stand for a national free government and the enforcement of the Constitution to help me in my great missionary work because I need all support from all true American citizens of the United States of America. Help me to save my people who have fallen from the constitutional laws of the government. I'm depending on your support to get them back to the constitutional fold again, that they will learn to love instead of hate and will live according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, supporting our free national constitution of the United States of America. I love my people and I desire their unity and mine back to their own free national and divine standard because day by day they have been violating the national and constitutional laws of their government by claiming names and principles that are unconstitutional. If Italians, Greeks, English, Chinese, Japanese, Turks, and Arabians are forced to proclaim their free national name and religion before the constitutional government of the United States of America, it is no more than right that the law should be enforced upon all other American citizens alike. And all other governments, when a man is born and raised there and asked for his national descent name, and if he fails to give it, he is misused, imprisoned, or exiled. Any group of people that fail to answer up to the constitutional standards of law by name and principles, because to be a citizen of any government, you must claim your national descent name, because they place their trust upon issue and names formed by their forefathers. The word Negro deludes in the Latin language to the word nigger, the same as the word colored deludes to anything that is painted, varnished, and dyed. And every nation must bear a national descent name of their forefathers, because honoring thy fathers and thy mothers, your days will be lengthened upon this earth. These names have never been recognized by any true American citizen of this day. Through your free national name, you are known and recognized by all nations of the earth that are recognized by said national government in which they live. The 14th and 15th Amendments brought the North and the South in unit, placing the Southerners who were at that time without power with the constitutional body of power. And at that time, 1865, the free national constitutional law that was enforced since 1774 declared all men equal and free. And if all men are declared by the free national constitution to be free and equal, since that constitution has never been changed, there is no need for the application of the 14th and 15th amendments for the salvation of our people and citizens. So there isn't but one supreme issue for my people to use to redeem that which was lost, and that is through the above statements. Then the lion and the lamb can lie down together in yonder hills, and neither will be harmed, because love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice will be reigning in this land. In those days, the United States will be one of the greatest civilized and prosperous governments of the world. But if the above principles are not carried out by the citizens and my people in this government, the worst is yet to come, because the great God of the universe is not pleased with the works that are being performed in North America by my people, and this great sin must be removed from the land to save it from enormous earthquakes, diseases, ETC. And I, the prophet, do hear and believe that this administration of the government, being more wisely prepared by more genius citizens that believe in their free national constitution and laws, and through the help of such classes of citizens, I, the prophet, truly believe that my people will find the true and divine way of their forefathers and learn to stop serving carnal customs and merely ideas of man that have never done them any good, but have always harmed them. And so I, the prophet, am hereby calling aloud with a divine plea to all true American citizens to help me to remove this great sin which has been committed and is being practiced by my people in the United States of America. 
because they know it is not the true and divine way. And without understanding, they have fallen from the true light into utter darkness of sin. And there's not a nation on earth today that will recognize them socially, religiously, politically, or economically ETC in their present condition of their endeavorment in which they themselves try to force upon a civilized world. They will not refrain from their sinful ways of action and their deeds have brought Jim Crowism, segregation, and everything that brings harm to human beings on earth. And they have fought the Southerner for all these great misuses. But I have traveled in the South and have examined the conditions there. And it is the works of my people continuously practicing the things which bring dishonor, disgrace, and disrespect to any nation that lives the life. And I'm hereby calling on all true American citizens for moral support and finance to help me in my great missionary work to bring my people out of darkness into marvelous light. From the prophet, Islam, Islam, Islamism. Peace and love, family. All right, Islamism and gratitude, Brother Seymour Bay. Um, before we start reading, we're going to be in chapter 38 today. I, um, I want to read something from our Moorish literature. If you have that book, it should be on page 41, Masterpiece of Religious Literature, Secrets of Other Creeds Revealed. Okay, and um, if we read this, it gives a, a good thorough understanding of why we're doing what we're doing, what the prophet is actually accomplishing. All right, this is written by Prophet Noble Ali. Masterpiece of Religious Literature, Secrets of Other Creeds Revealed. The prophet, Noble Ali. well, actually just going back up to that, that title, right? Secrets of Other Creeds Revealed. Okay, so... Um, we honor all true and divine prophets, right? On the um, nationality card, what does it say? Buddha, Confucius, Muhammad, Jesus, okay? We honor all true and divine prophets. So we're not coming and thumping our religion over others. That's not what we're about, okay? That's not what we're about. We honor all of these, but we also know that Man has distorted the message in the religions. They're all actually telling the same thing, but through different cultural um, differences and also um, men using religion to try to control others, the true message was distorted. And we're not absolving ourselves from that and acting like we can't do the same thing as well, but the prophet made it really simple for us. Okay, so secrets of other creeds revealed, and we have that. Right in the front of our Quran is real simple, really simple, and it gives us our true origin so that there can't be any confusion about what this is really about. All right, we're not about setting up a hierarchy or middleman that you have to go through, right? Because the nearest place you can meet a lie is where? <coughs> in That's the heart. Right, in the heart. In the heart. Okay, so it doesn't matter if you're homeless, down and out, going through some things, doesn't matter. Nearest place you can meet a lies in the heart. Doesn't say in the church, in the temple, in the heart. Okay, uh, the prophet Noble Drew Ali has spent many hours preparing the latest edition of the Quran, which will be a masterpiece of religious literature. To Americanize the Oriental idea of Islam involves many changes that are more or less negative to the main purpose 
of the Islamic religion. Such changes are carefully considered with the idea to avoid changing the complexion of the original text. The philosophy of the ancient prophets is the main initiative in the completion of the Quran. No thoughts of propaganda enter this work, as has been the case of many former religious works, such as the Bible and other books of creeds. It's not just singling out the Bible, because, you know, people will do that. We, we know that um, the Council of Nicaea went through the different sc- scrolls and texts that they had, and they picked the ones out that they wanted to include or that they felt were okay with the agenda that they were trying to put together once they organize themselves as Christians. So the Bible that we have, there's things missing from it. You have the Dead Sea Scrolls, you have the Book of Enoch, you have these things that aren't in there. All right? Because propaganda kept them from being put in there. They didn't want people to read that. The sole purpose of the prophet, and some people say that occurred with Islam. I can't say for sure. Some people say that they're that um after the prophet Muhammad uh made the transition um through the upheaval, you had the different rulers that came through and um made some changes. I, I don't know, you know, but we're just saying that this stuff has occurred throughout time. The sole purpose of the prophet in giving such a message to the world is to save fallen humanity when a compiler attempts to inject propaganda into a work of this kind there arises a need to cover the true text in order to prevent a clash with the truth and ideas involved in such propaganda former works of this kind have either hindered or helped the nations proportionately to the adherence to the truth as to the original purpose of keeping the ignorant in such a state It is hard to resist temptation to use this medium for gain. Hence, many of the former treaties on works of this kind have been the means to foster ideas of the unscrupulous, wherein they desired to use religion, religious influence for gain. You had people who were paying the Catholic Church to keep their ancestors out of hell, right? And this was actually occurring and this was sanctioned by the, you know, by the uh, religious leaders, too many secrets known to the prophet that could be used for the salvation of the nation were either left out or colored to an extent that their meaning was made void, right? They hid it. They hid the true meaning so much that people couldn't get it. Such is not the case with this edition of the Quran. All the secrets of the ages known to man are put into this work. The secrets known only to the Magi are here revealed the reading of the stars, the interpretation of marriage relations, the understanding of the span of life and other such has been kept from the occidental world are in this book boldly brought out. The Quran Americanized as it will be, can be bought in a few weeks. It will be sent to all governors of the more science temple of America by prophet noble Drew Ali. All right, Islam. So I just, I wanted to read that because um, we're going over the chapter on soul today. And if you can see from that chart that was up here, chapters 36 through 38, dealing with the higher self, right? Chapter 39, speaking specifically about the soul 
And then the next five chapters, speaking about the five foes of man. So if you put all of those together, right, all 10 of those chapters, we're giving you ourselves we're a complete understanding of our nature, knowledge of self. Right. So knowledge itself, obviously, that's not just knowing how great our ancestors were. Just saying that, you know, we're great people, we're original people. No. Right. We we want a well-rounded understanding of our true nature. So that we can actually fulfill our purpose, our higher purpose. OK, so let's go ahead and go in here to chapter 38. Right, Islam is the sister said in the chat. The Bible was being used at one point in time to keep keep our people subservient, right? To keep them happy slaves. To push whatever agenda. Okay, and um we're gonna go ahead and read through this and then just go back over it and of course open the floor up to questions. Holy instructions from the prophet, the soul of man, the blessing, O man, of thy eternal part is health, vigor, and proportion. The greatest of these is health. What health is to the body, even that is honesty to the soul. That thou hast a soul is of all knowledge, the most certain of all truths, the most plain unto thee. Be meek, be grateful for it. Seek not to know it perfectly. It is inscrutable. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Thinking, understanding, reasoning, willing, call not these the soul. They are its actions, but they are not its essence. Raise it not too high that thou be not despised. Be not like unto those who fall by climbing, neither debase it to the sense of brutes, nor be thou like to the horse and the mule in whom there is no understanding. Search it by its faculties, know it by its virtues. They are more in number than the hairs of thy head. The stars of heaven are not to be counted with them. Think not with Arabia, that one soul is parted unto all men. Neither believe thou with the sons of Egypt, that every man hath many. Know that is thy heart, so also thy soul is one. Doth not the sun harden the clay? Doth it not soften the waxed? Wax as it is one sun that worketh both, even so it is one soul that willeth contraries. As the moon retaineth her nature through darkness, spread itself before her face is a curtain, so the soul remaineth perfect, even in the bosom of a fool. She is immortal. She is unchangeable. She is alike in all. Health calleth her forth to show her loveliness, and application anointeth her with the oil of wisdom. <coughs> oil of wisdom. Although she live after thee, think not she was born before thee. 
she was created with thy flesh and formed with thy brain. Justice could not give her to thee exalted by virtues. This and just in that, um, what was read right there, that that um, insinuates that this physical experience was necessary, you know, a, a necessary part of the formation of the soul. Um, justice could not give her to thee exalted by virtues, nor mercy deliver her to thee deformed by vices. These must be thine and thou must answer for them. Suppose not death can shield thee from examination. Think not corruption can hide thee from inquiry. He who formed thee of thou knowest what can, uh, not what, excuse me. He who formed thee of thou knowest not. What can he not raise from thou knowest not what again? Perceiveth not the cock the hour of midnight? Exalteth he not his voice to tell thee it is morning? Knoweth not the dog the footsteps of his master? Flieth not the wounded goat unto the herb that healeth him? Yet when these die, their spirit returneth to dust, thine alone surviveth. Envy not to these their senses, because quicker than thine own. Learn that the advantage lieth not in possessing good things, but in the knowing to use them. Hadst thou the ear of the stag, or were thine eyes as strong and piercing as the eagle's? Didst thou equal the hound in smell, or could the ape resign to thee his taste, or could the tortoise her feeling? Yet without reason, what would they avail thee? Perish not all these like their kindred. Hath any one of them the gift of speech? Can any say unto thee, therefore did I do? The lips of the wise are as the doors of the cabinet of a cabinet. No sooner are they opened, but treasures are poured out before thee. Like unto trees of gold arranged in beds of silver are wise sentences uttered in due season. Canst thou think too greatly of the soul or can too much be paid, be said in its praise? It is the, in the excuse me, it is the image of him who gave it. Remember thou its dignity forever. Forget not how great a talent is committed to thy charge. Whatsoever may do good may also do harm. Beware that thou direct its course to virtue. Think not that thou canst lose her in a crowd. Suppose not that thou canst bury her in thy closet. Action is in is her delight, and she will not be held from withheld from it. Her motion is perpetual. Her attempts are universal. Her agility is not to be suppressed. Is it in the uttermost part of the earth? She will have it. Is it beyond the region, regions of the stars? Yet will her eye discover it. Inquiry is her delight. As one who traverseth the burning sands in search of water, so is the soul that thirsteth after knowledge. Guard her, for she is rash. Restrain her, for she is irregular. Correct her, for she is outrageous. More supple is she than water, more flexible than wax, more yielding than air. Is there aught that can bind her? As a sword in the hand of a madman, even so is the soul to him who wanteth discretion. The end of her search is truth. Her means to discover it are reason and experience. 
but are not these weak, uncertain, and fallacious? How then shall she attain unto it? General opinion is no proof of truth, for the generality of men are ignorant. Perception of thyself, the knowledge of him who created thee, the sense of worship thou owest unto him. Are not these plain before thy face? And behold, what is there more that man needeth to know? Okay, so going into this, you know, we, we're getting an explanation of the soul, the soul that resideth within, within us all. And we, we need to understand this so that we know what we're truly dealing with. Like it's saying, think not with Arabia, there's one soul parted unto all men. So um, just to go over this briefly, right? Like we each have a soul. If we go back into the first chapter of the Quran, creation and fall of man, we're given a general understanding. All right. Um, of what the soul really is, right? It says all finite things will cease to be because there was a time when they were not. The bodies and the souls of men are finite things and they will change, yea, from the, inf- from the finite point of view. The time will come when they, are, when they will be no more. All right, so it's letting you know, just like the body, right? The body is a, um, is a vehicle. It's, you know, it's a suit that we use to experience life in this physical realm. The soul is also a garb of flesh to experience life in the soul plane. So we have a body, a physical body, we have a soul, but that's not what we are, right? Because you'll hear a lot of people say soul and they're thinking of, you know, I guess the soul is the same as like the spirit to them. They don't even know, or they, they don't have this understanding that's being shared with us, okay? That we have these, these independent souls, all right? But it's also a garb that we wear. And even though it lasts, longer than the body it has a lifespan too because in actuality as it says here right there will come a time when they will be no more but man himself is not the body nor the soul he is a spirit and a part of Allah creative fate gave to man to spirit man a soul that he might function on the plane of soul Okay, so spirit, man, you took on a soul that you might function on the plane of soul. Then you took on a body of flesh that he might function on the plane of things made manifest. Okay, and then it asked the question that everyone should be asking, like, when you read this, especially for the first time, why, why did created fate give to spirit, man, a soul that he might function on the plane of soul and a um, why did creative faith give to soul a body of the flesh that he might function on the plane of things made manifest? So all of this is explained in the beginning. Okay, um, let's get down some more. Okay, so Allah, the husbandman of everything that is threw forth his human seed into the soil of soul. It grew apace and man became a living soul. And he became the Lord 
of all the kingdom of the soul. Now, remember, Allah also made us the Lord over the earth. Okay, the Lord of the land. That means the physical world. Right, not just the not just the dirt, the land. That includes the water, the sea, all the creatures in it. That's why Allah let Adam name all of the creatures because he has dominion over all of it. All right? Dominion over all of it. So that even goes to other planets as well. Okay? So, but before this physical, before the, before the vibration slowed down, to a rate where they took on coarser gods, where you became a, where you had a body of flesh, you became the Lord of the kingdom of soul. Or this is our destiny, right? This is also why we have a soul, to become the Lord of the kingdom of soul. Okay? And all these, these attributes became a body beautiful. A multitude of lessons must be learned upon the plane of soul. And here he tarries many ages until his lessons are all learned. Okay, so even when you're done with your duties here in this body, you still have lessons to carry on in the higher planes, in the plane of soul. Okay, um, upon the boundary of the plane of soul, the ether began to vibrate slower still. And then the essences took on the final guard, the perfumes and odors and the true sensations and the all of love were clothed in flesh and man was clothed in flesh. Perfected man must pass through all the ways of life. And so a carnal nature was full manifest, a nature that sprang forth from fleshy things. So we took on this final garb, this coarser garb, this physical body, because we must pass through all of these ways of life. And a foe appeared, right? The carnal nature took on its own mindset, its own, um, the carnal mind, it's its own mind, literally, the lower self. Everyone has one. Without a foe, a soldier never knows his strength and thought must be developed by the exercise of strength. And so this carnal nature soon became a foe that man must fight. Why? It's not for no reason that he might be the strength of Allah made manifest. All right. Let every living thing stand still and hear. Everyone is called to hear. Why? Because we have dominion over all of this. Man is the Lord of all the plane of manifest. That's the physical realm of protoplast, of mineral, of plant, of beast. But he gave up his birthrights just to gratify his lower self. And that's why you, um, you and I can't just go out and command you know, the lion to come here, lay down, give me a ride, right? We, we, it doesn't work like that. We gave up our birthright just to gratify our lower self. We must regain our lost estate. And as it says here, but he must do it in a conflict that cannot be told in words. But from our perspective, what we can do now is begin to subdue the lower self, right? That's why you can't just tell the seas to just part and they get out of your way. Right, we have to we have to do the work here in the physical as well in the next realm. Okay, when man has conquered 
carnal things of flesh, his garb of flesh will then have served his purpose well and it will fall. It will be no more. Okay. Then he will stand untrammeled on the plane of soul where he must full complete his victories. It doesn't end. Unnumbered foes will stand before man upon the plane of soul. So it's still going to be, there's still tests. And it's like, this is a school. Once we graduate from this, you go to the next level. There he must overcome, yea, overcome them every one. It's already been ordained, preordained. There is no failure for the human soul. For a lies leading on in victory is sure. All right, man cannot die. Spirit man is one with the lie. A lies within you. So it's preordained that we will all conquer this. We will all do it. All right? But... We have to live through this experience, each and every one of us. And so this is giving us an understanding going back to 38, that the soul uh, obviously is not the body, right? The body is not the soul, but the soul is not the spirit. Allah is within you, the spirit of Allah, spirit man. And that you took on a soul just like you took on a body to experience life in that plane. All right. And the soul is also here within the body. So the soul took on a body. Right. So you just keep putting on these different clothes. Okay, so. um, It's giving us an understanding. Um, Another thing, too, when it's um, speaking about the, the thinking, the reasoning, right, the ability to do well. I mean, the ability to do harm as well is good. That freedom that was given to us is unique to us. Okay, another thing that we always speak on is Surah 2, Ayat 30. And I wanted to speak on that specifically. Um, it's important. Okay, this, this specific Surah, Allah is speaking to the angels. All right, behold, thy Lord said to the angels, I will create a vice region on earth. They said, wilt thou place therein one who will make mischief therein and shed blood, whilst we do celebrate thy praises and glorify thy holy name. And he said, speaking of Allah, he said, I know what ye know not. Right, so the angels don't have free will. They just celebrate glorify praise they do their job their station whatever whatever they were created to do and they're saying well you you're gonna make a vice regent on earth who's gonna be able to kill to murder to do you know shed blood to cause mischief you know to disobey you to disobey your will directly that's your vice regent that's your califtan right because when you when you um google that word the vice regent this Califtan, vice regent or successor. Allah made us his successor, his lords on the earth. Okay, this station was given to us. And even though we have the freedom to to do good or bad, that's a part of the job. That's a part of the mission. That's our station. Okay, and so this is explained in the soul too, where the soul is unrestrained. It can go in this direction. It can go all the way left. 
but it's up to us to restrain it and to to season it with with the truth from the from the higher self or we can you know we can be swayed in any direction all right so it's up to us to do that which is right we have that freedom and that's a part of our station it man is what what we're supposed to do or to overcome so um when it's saying here thinking understanding reasoning willing call not these the soul they are its actions they're not its essence right that's act that's that's one that consciously wills an exertion of power right so these are actions but they're not its essence they're not what it is so it's explaining what the essence really is okay and that's also why we're reading in chapter one how it it was something that was created to experience life in the soul plane but then it also took on a coarser um garb of flesh as well but remember the soul also is not what we are raise it not too high that thou not be despised be not like unto those who fall by climbing neither debase it to the sense of brutes nor be like to the horse and the mule in whom there's no understanding this is also why we see the push to um well there's actually a push you know to to think at the beast-like level right this is what's being promoted to us to the youth and um we're given that explanation right nor be like the horse and the mule they're limited understanding right they're they're not um the mule specifically like they're sterile right they're not really considered smart they're not considered smart animals maybe maybe they're just stubborn but um it said raise it not too high don't don't make the soul the pinnacle of your being because it's not the greatest aspect of us we must always remember that we're spirit man that's who you truly are the higher self spirit man allah in you the soul also was a garb that was taken on to experience life. That's not the all that we are, all right? So that's that's important to remember, to keep in mind. And then also that it's, it's this thing that's unrestrained. When it says two in, um, in verse two, it is inscrutable, right? That means that it's it's not easily understood. Seek not to know it perfectly, right? It's incapable really of being understood all right but we can search it by its faculties know it by its virtues all right and and we're being this is being given to us um when you when you're studying the soul we understand the abilities to think to understand the ability to um reason those are the actions of the soul as it was given to us here where it's saying that um Thinking, understanding, and reason are its actions, but that's not the essence. That's not what it is. These are abilities that it has, right? And that's pretty much as far as we can understand it, the abilities that the soul has that that makes us unique, all right? Um, Think not with Arabia that one soul was parted unto all men, or nor neither believe thou with Egypt. Egypt believe you have like the Ka. The ba, there's like three different levels to it. Okay. At least three, maybe, maybe more than that. 
And then in Arabia, especially when the Prophet Muhammad was there, the people were very superstitious. And it was hard to get them to believe in the one God, the one creator, right? And even still to this day, like a lot of foreign um, Arabs, whether they realize it or not, some of their customs and superstitions, they still carry that way of thinking into it. So saying, no, we don't need to follow after anyone else. This is bringing us back to the root. All right. Um, all right. And then the soul is given a feminine um, characteristic. Um, although she shall live after thee, think not that she was born before thee. We understanding once again, too, that this is not the all that we are, right? It was created for a reason. She was created with thy flesh and formed with thy brain. So just as the body has a purpose, she does as well. And this, this human experience with the lower self and all this was a necessary portion to the the duty that she has right since the soul is described as a, as a she it's a duty that she has that she has to overcome so this is a portion of it so even though it lives after the body right it wasn't born before in thee um justice right fairness righteousness could not give her to thee exalted by virtues Right. So it couldn't be given to you already attaining, you know, the higher aspects is once again, this this earthly experience was necessary. Right. We have to subdue our lower self. Everyone has to do this. Right. If we already had everything, you're already perfect and good, then you would have been robbed of the experience. This is necessary to unfold a lot within. This is something that we just read in chapter one. Without a foe, a soldier never knows his strength. So this is necessary. Even the the bad things that are occurring in the world, all of these things are necessary. All right? So that we can be the strength of Allah made manifest. So all of this is on purpose. Everything is happening for a reason. All right? And injustice and mercy are of the higher self in man. Right? So Allah gave us all free will so that we can unfold and so that we can overcome the desire to do that, which is, you know, in the opposite to do, you know, to, to disobey, even to disobey um, divine laws. All right. Okay. Uh, Islam brother. Islam. All right, Islam. So um moving on, suppose not death can shield thee from examination. Think not corruption can hide thee from inquiry. All right. Um right here. All right. Basically, um he who formed thee of thou knowest not what, can he not raise thee from thou knowest not what again? So even though we, we're given this freedom 
um, the freedom to 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 do right or to do um, to do wrong, we still aren't to just think that there's not going to be any answering for the choices that we make, right? Um, right here, it's saying, suppose not that death can shield thee from examination. Think not corruption can hide thee from inquiry. If we go to question 23, it's saying her motion is perpetual. Her attempts are universal. Her agility is not to be suppressed. Is it at the uttermost parts of the earth? She will have it. Is it beyond the regions of the stars? Yet her eyes will discover it. Inquiry is her delight. As one who traverses the burning sands in search of water, so is the soul that thirsteth after knowledge. So in this one, the soul, she's the one doing the examining, the, the inquiry, right? So there's nothing, right, that they can suppress, that can, they can stop her, her desire for truth, okay? And um, this is also, this also can be distorted because if we're caught up in things like earthly things, earthly desires, could be drugs, you know, that could result in somebody abusing drugs and even to the point of like ruining their life, you know, having to go to rehab, maybe even to the point of death, right? There's no limit. There's no fear. So we must season her with, with higher values because there's literally no fear. Like this is kind of like warning you, right? Her motion is perpetual. Her attempts are universal. Her agility is not to be suppressed. Is it the, at the uttermost parts of the earth? She will have it. And so we get bombarded with these images that are not sustainable, especially, you know, with the music and with the movies, showing people just doing excess and all of these things that are, you know, for your detriment. And so if you're younger and you're coming up being exposed to this and there's nothing to show you a higher purpose you know a better way in life you can get caught up in this and this is why we have people overdosing this is why there's a um opioid epidemic right yet will her eye discover it inquiry is her delight right so it can be distorted that thirst for knowledge it can be distorted to our own detriment All right. Once again, these are divine instructions, holy instructions from the prophet. Every every other page at the top says divine instructions, right? The divine instructions from the holy prophet. So without these divine instructions, we literally are out here drowning in the cares of the world. That's why that's on the cover of the Quran. Islam, as the sister said, we need that balance. We can't leave this out. Right. Okay, um, envy not to these, their senses, because quicker than I know, speaking about the, the animals, the dip. no, it's not the dog, the footsteps of his master, right? Learn that the advantage lieth not in possessing good things, but in the knowing how to use them, the knowing to use them, right? Reasoning. 
These are actions of the soul. Remember that. So it's speaking about that, that difference that we have, which is also why we have this station. We're just speaking about Surah 2, Ayat 30, right? Allah made us his vice regents on earth. Okay? This is the separation right here. Um, and that's why it's saying, okay, yeah, when you look that vice regent up, you got Khalifton, successors. Okay, so this is what separates us. And um, going back to verse 12, really, oh, excuse me, not verse 12, verse 2. Just looking in there again, um, verse 2 and 3, thinking, understanding, reasoning, willing. These aren't the soul, but there is actions. Okay, so these are things that separate us from all of the animals, all of the other entities on this planet, right? And that's why it's saying envy not their senses, right? So this is what separates us. It's the knowing how to use them. Hadst thou the ear of the stag, or were thine eyes as strong and piercing as the eagles? Didst thou equal the hound in smell, or could the ape resign to thee his taste, or could the tortoise her feeling? Yet without reason, what would they avail thee? Perish not all these like their kindred. Okay. Once again, too, what distinguishes us? Hath any one of them the gift of speech? Can any say unto thee, therefore I do? All right. So it's the thinking, the reasoning, the, the understanding. Um, the lips of the wise are as the doors of a cabinet. No sooner are they open, but treasures are poured out before thee. Um, Islam, uh, Brother Jackson Bay, too, um, just going back to the previous verses, speaking about the distinctions that we have, right? We're not beasts. But this is the message that's getting pumped. So we, we really have to, um, to internalize these teachings and live it and show it to our children, because they they want our children saying beast mode, literally calling themselves savage, okay, and people my age going along with it, too, so it's like, I don't know what they're going to teach the children, they call themselves savage, females calling themselves the B word, we know that that is a female dog, wolf, fox, or otter, all carnivorous mammals, okay, so um, completely going in the opposite direction of where we're supposed to be at or where we ideally would be at. Okay. So um, let's move forward. Canst thou think too greatly of the soul or can too much be said in its praise? It is the image of him who gave it. Okay. And so when this is saying it's in the image of him who gave it, may not necessarily be speaking about the appearance, right? When you look at the, what we were just speaking on in verses two and three, the, the actions of the soul, right? The reasoning, the understanding, the things that separate us from everything else, the things that give us dominion over all of this, Right? Allah gave us dominion over all this. So that thinking, understanding, reasoning, willing, 
These aren't the soul, but they're the actions of it. But that's what I take from that. Okay. If anyone else has any any other view, please feel free to speak up. But it, it is the image of him who gave it, who gave it to us, Allah. Right? Remember, we're not the body nor the soul. Right? We're spirit man, Allah in man. Spirit man took on the garb of soul and then took on the garb of flesh. All right? Remember, thou its dignity forever. Forget not how great a talent is committed to thy charge. And this is what we're speaking on again. Whatsoever may do good, may also do harm. Beware that thou direct its course to virtue. We're given that freedom. We're given that freedom. But we just went over in chapter one, why this was all done, why it was preordained. Right? Without a foe, a soldier never knows his strength. So we, we were given this freedom to do good or harm. Okay? To have a foe spring forth from our fleshly nature, to overcome it, to unfold a lot within. That is our charge. Think not that thou canst lose her in a crowd. Suppose not that thou canst bury her in thy closet. Action is her delight, and she will not be withheld from it. Okay, and we were speaking about how this could be um, distorted in the negative. Her motion is perpetual. Her attempts are universal. Her agility is not to be suppressed. So, you know, this, there's a thirst for truth. There's a thirst for truth, and that can be distorted. So we must guide it. We must, we must guide it and even restrain it. Guard her, for she is rash. Restrain her for she is irregular. Correct her, for she is outrageous. More supple is she than water, more flexible than wax, more yielding than air. Than air. Is there aught that can bind her, right? Aught, anything, um, as a sword in the hand of a madman, even so is the soul to him who wanteth discretion. All right, and um, the end of her search is truth. Her means to discover it are reason and experience, but are not these weak, uncertain, and fallacious? How then shall she attain to it? How shall she arrive at this? Right? What, what do we have here in Islam? Okay, we have a definition for image. Image from imago, imaginis, from the root of imitare to imitate. An imitation, representation, or sim- similitude of any person, thing, or act, sculpture, drawn, painted, or otherwise perceptible to the sight, a visible presentation, a copy, a likeness, an effigy, a picture, a semblance. Islam, that's from Webster's 13, uh, 1913 edition. Um, I see you, Brother Jackson Bay. Um, I yield the floor. It's not peace and love. Uh, it's not peace and love. Uh, when uh, I just wanted to, because when you uh, read verse twenty one, um, 
whatsoever may do good may also do harm. Beware that thou direct its course to virtue. And it reminded me um, um, of chapter seven, um, this part when Jesus is breaking down what power is to Lamus. Um, and I guess because the soul, right, is, is, is powerful, but it, it, the soul is powerful, but it, it, it has a, it has a start date, so it has an end date, right? So, um, just like power, once the power, once the work is done, it disappears. Just like once our work on the soul plane, um, is done, it is it, is no longer needed, right? So this verse stood out to me. Um, maybe and maybe you could bring more clarity. It says the force is the will of Allah and is omnipotent, and the power is that will and manifest directed by the breath. And then prior, he just um, prior Jesus said that that the man is um, breath made flesh, right? There is a power in the wind, a power in a wave, a power in the lightning stroke, a power in the human arm and a power in the eye. The ethers cause these powers to be and thoughts of Elohim, of angel and man and other thinking thing directs the force. When it has done its work, the power is no more, right? So like, since this chapter is talking, um, I would say about the soul. And I, I just, when you read, um, when you read um, verse 21, that's what that is sprung. This sprung, this verse, this part, this section kind of sprung, sprung forth, you know, just like to reinforce it. You know what I mean? Like uh, that we have to do the force or like our soul, we have to direct it. And like you said, direct it, direct it in the way of obtaining virtues. Did that, did, did I say clearly Islam? Islam. So um, to get better understanding on that, look, Look at verse 20. Remember thou its dignity forever. Forget not how great a talent is committed to thy charge. So this is, this is, um, these are divine instructions, holy instructions. It's commanding us. Remember thou its dignity forever, right? The dignity is a high rank or position. That's the quality or state of being honored or esteemed. Okay. So we must always keep this in mind. The soul um, that we we have that we possess is is higher than the flesh. It's at a higher vibration rate, and we have to be mindful of this at all times. Remember its nobility. Remember its station. Okay, it's not in the flesh to think. It's not in the bones to reason. It comes. These are actions of the soul, right? This is what it, it gives to us, and um, we are to remember this. And we're given these. Um, I guess you could say these warnings, right? That it's it's unrestrained. Whatsoever may do good may also do harm. Beware that thou direct its course to virtue. The soul doesn't have fear. Um, the same soul that's in a fool, right? It's the same soul. It, the same soul that's in a madman, right? It, it's the same. Um, it, it could go in either direction, okay? And it's up to us to guide it toward its higher purpose, right? Guard her for she is rash, right? So the actions of the soul we see, these are things that separate us from every every other creature on earth. And this is also what um, attributes that Allah gave to us that give us our station, right? As lords of the plane of manifest. All right. And so we must respect that. 
Remember, thou is dignity forever. Forget not how great a talent is committed to thy charge. So we have to be in charge of it. We have to take charge because if we're not, if we don't have a purpose, so this is, these are instructions, but they're to give us a purpose. We, well, let me, let me dial it back a little bit. So if, if what happens if you don't have a purpose, if you're just out here to do anything, you know, you don't really know which way to go, especially if you're growing up nowadays, right? Let's say you're in the inner city and you you know, listening to what everybody else is listening to. You're looking at the, you know, rappers and all this stuff that's being promoted to you. It's like, what, what, and you don't have a purpose and a goal if you're not focused and you don't know what direction you're going to go in, you might wind up going totally left. You know, you might wind up in prison. You might wind up, you know, harming yourself, doing things that make your life more difficult. All right. And so it's the same way with the soul where it's unrestrained. It has no fear. But it also is what allows you to reason, right? The thinking, the things that separate you from everything else. And so you must remember there's this higher thing that's within you that gives you these great abilities, but it's unrestrained. And so you have to have a purpose. You have to guide it, guide that power that it gives to you, you have to guide it. And so that's why it's saying, guard her for she's rash, restrain her for she is irregular, right? She's more flexible than wax, more supple is she than water, right? It could go in any direction. As as a sword in the hand of a madman, even so is the soul to him who wanteth discretion. So we have to guard her, We um, we have to restrain her as far as guiding her with our higher principles, okay? Because whatsoever may do good may also do harm. And um, in this world that we live in, we can't roam around without a purpose. That's why we have these divine instructions, right? So that we can guide the soul. And so that's why um, that chart was up a little bit earlier, where it's just giving us an idea of why the Quran is set up like this, where in 36, 37, 38, we're going over the higher self, what it is, what it is to us. And then the soul is explained to us, right? So we understand the higher self, spirit man, okay? And now we understand the soul, and then we'll go over the lower self, the five folds of man. So that we have a complete, like, well-rounded view of who we are and why we're going through the things that we're going through so that we can succeed because ultimately these instructions are set up so that we can all be successful and have a, you know, a true understanding of our purpose in here. But, um, you know, just to, to uh, round that up, like with chapter 38, we have this soul. It gives us these abilities. So that's what these abilities manifest through the, um, the thinking, the reasoning, right? They come through the soul. So always remember that it has a higher purpose, right? As it said, we we must um, remember the, the dignity, the station that it has, okay? Yeah, it's unrestrained, but look at what it gives to you. It separates you from all of these creatures, okay? And it's unrestrained. So we must always use our, our higher principles, right? That's why we were we were given the tools of the workshop of the mind. We must restrain 
these carnal thoughts that emanate from the lower self. That's why the lower self was explained to us, you know, and the, the thoughts, the, the, the thoughts that come through so that we can recognize where they're emanating from. All right. And this is something that we have to do on a daily basis. All right. And remember, it's dignity forever. Forget not how great a talent is committed to thy charge. Remember that it's committed to thy charge. Right. We're in charge of it and we have to be. Um, on that note, though, I want to go ahead and yield the floor. Uh, does anybody have any questions or any comments? Islam. Islam. Islam, praise Allah. Honest to his prophet. Honest to the forerunner, Brother Marcus Garvey. Honest to all you moors on the call. This is Brother Daniel Jail, Supreme Grand Sheik. Uh, forgive me for popping in late, but I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to come in and, and um, you know, and observe and, and, and assist where I can. And uh, I really appreciated the lesson. Uh, this is one of my favorite chapters. And uh, you guys did a wonderful job in uh, expressing it. So um, honors to you on this holy day. And um, I'll only add one comment in regard to the soul, because uh, I think you summed everything up nicely. Um, but from a, you know, from a, uh, from an overview standpoint, you know, you talked about us observing our thoughts, right? And you talked about us understanding our purpose because. The soul must be guarded, directed, corrected, right? Um, one thing that's important for us to really lock in on is that the soul is the gateway for any output which a human can produce. And we really only have three outputs. That's a thought, word, or deed, right? A thought, word, or deed, each of those three they have to come through the soul, okay? And the thought, word, or deed can only be of two natures. It can be divine or it can be carnal. Of course, the divine thought, word, or deed comes from the higher self, directing, correcting, and I forget what the fourth instruction is for the soul, direct, correct, restrain, and guard. So that's from the higher self uh, doing one of those four actions, right? Um, a carnal thought, word, or deed comes from the lower self, the desires of the lower self. The lower self only has desire. The higher self has will. Brother Jackson Bay, you know, he made the connection and summed it up nicely. So when we think about it, it really simplifies our purpose. And we'll get into into another chapter, um, you know, in a national call, we'll, we'll talk on it. But essentially, our work becomes simple. At any, any moment, any instant, is to reduce that instant and that thought, which could become a word or a deed, reduce it to a divine thought. And avoid it from becoming a carnal thought. If the spirit is strong enough then it will take command of the soul. In instances where the spirit is not strong enough, the lower self will take control of the soul and the result is a carnal thought, word, or deed. So that explains how 
when we're in the process of doing something, knowing that we shouldn't do it. That's us, the spirit. But yet we do it. Because in that in that moment or in that instant, the spirit was not strong enough, had not unfolded enough to guard, direct, correct, or restrain our soul. Therefore, the lower self, we know it's strong. It was strong enough to take command of the soul in that moment. So from a high from a from a mobile view standpoint, that's how we every we think, every moment, every instant. There's only two things in all the world. And with that, I yield the floor. Islam and peace. Islam and gratitude, brother. Um, I want to add something to that too. Um, so why why do we meet on a holy day? Right? One of the reasons why we do this is because we need to feed, um, we, we need to direct the soul, right? And we can direct the soul by feeding it with with the, you know, with the um with higher knowledge of who we are perception of of who we are right knowing thyself because the soul is is um is searching for truth all right and it's as it's explained here in depth it will go to any any um lens on its search and so you must feed it you must feed it truth you must feed it divine wisdom right because without doing that the soul is unable to distinguish truth from error, right? It's unable to avoid shame and guilt. All right? And we were given the tools that it, the soul uses, thinking, understanding, reason, um, reasoning, and willing. But then the prophet also warns us not to raise those tools too high, nor debase them. Right. So we're not supposed to be walking around um, promoting ourselves because we're so intellectual or anything like that. OK, they're tools, they're actions of the soul. But as it says, um, I think in verse three, it's not its essence. Right. They're actions of it. All right. So we, we respect that the station that the soul has. And we also know the charge that we have now to direct it in the proper direction. And so that's why I'm saying that's why we meet on the holy day. That's why we uh, meet on Sunday school. We have to feed it. We have to guide it. And if we're not feeding and guiding it, maybe we're taking in influences from the mainstream media that don't have our best interests at heart. So that's why we have to um, keep things in balance, as the sister said earlier in the chat. Islam. Does anybody have any questions or any uh, comments? All right. Um, does anyone have any questions or comments in general? Okay. Right. I want to announce without further ado, we're going to go into the closing of the meeting. All right, Moors, all meetings ought to be open and closed promptly according to the circle seven and love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Yes, everyone, please 
rise and face the east. All right. We face the east as we do the closing prayer. Allah, bind our hearts and minds back to our ancient forefathers, divine creed and principles. We ask this in thy holy name and the seven Elohim. Amen. Islam, peace and love, more is happy holy day. This meeting is now adjourned. Peace and love. Islam, happy holy day. Peace and love.